When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everyone welcome back to another episode of here for the crack with me i'm anil i hope you're all doing well oh my god guess who is officially finished uni i can't believe i'm saying this i actually part of me thought i wasn't gonna make it there on the last week i know that really sounds like i'm being dramatic but i actually thought that was it (laughs) like it got this far I don't know, I think in my head, I think because of everything that happened when I first dropped out of Liverpool, I don't know that I ever fully believed in myself to get to this point. Like, even though I did, I also didn't at the same time, if you know what I mean. So I think any time a spanner was kind of thrown in the works, I was like, oh, see, there it goes. My chance of graduating gone out the window, (laughs) even if it like wasn't that big of a deal. Something happened last week and I was like, no, this is it. Like on my literal final week, this is it. And I'm going to have to apply for mitigation and then not be able to go to the January graduation. Not that going to January graduation is like a big deal, but we've got it booked and everything. So if I hadn't have been able to hand everything in on time, it just would have been such a shame. But I did it. I managed to do it. It was actually due today as I'm recording this. It's Thursday. It was due at 4pm. But I just smashed it out and got it all done last night. Because, you know, when you just hit that wall, you're like, I'm not dragging this into another day. Like, I would say I can be a little bit of a perfectionist in some aspects. For example, like for this project, maybe I was a bit of a perfectionist when it came to like the actual shoots and then the final images and like you know there was a good few of the shoots I was like no hate those images like not using them when a lot of other people maybe would have just been like no like they're still fine photos I think I can be a bit of a perfectionist in that way but I am definitely not a perfectionist when it gets to the very end and you just want to hand it in at that point it doesn't like nothing matters I will I'll not be that person like going over things a hundred times proofreading things a hundred times and trying to improve and like play about with different things on your creative projects that is not me like the second I have that kind of final draft or not even final draft like the first draft and it's like submittable is that that's definitely not a word but it's able to be submitted I'm like yeah that's me done the perfectionism leaves my body at that point I guess that's kind of a good thing though because I think if then you've been a perfectionist up until that point anyway your work will be of good quality where it's like you can get away with just doing that and not having to go over it and change things a million times. I thought I would feel this huge kind of sigh of relief once it was done. And I did get a little bit emotional once I had it all submitted. But I don't know, when you're just sitting in your bedroom at 9pm on a Wednesday and you just, you know, click a button to upload your things and that's you done. It's a little bit of a... It's not anticlimactic because, I mean, what do you expect? There's not going to be fireworks going off the second you hit upload, (laughs) but that's not what I expected. But it is just a bit like, oh, okay, that's that. (laughs) 
<laughs> but yeah, I think I thought I'd feel like so liberated and free and amazing and like have all this time to do what I want. I mean, I say that it's literally been less than 24 hours, but I think then straight away it just hit me like, okay, all the things I've now put off in the last couple of weeks for uni, I know I have to get on top of. And I looked at my to-do list and was like, amazing. I love this for me. <laughs> My bags actually get picked up tomorrow morning. No, not tomorrow morning, tomorrow afternoon. So they get picked up from my Leeds address and brought to my Belfast address. Actually, do you know what? This is going to be my recommendation of the week because I don't have another recommendation of the week because I haven't really been doing anything this week. But um, my recommendation of this week is a company called Send My Bag. So I used them to move to Leeds. Uh, I'm using them to move back. I've also used the company like when I've just gone home at summer, which sounds weird because it's like, just bring your suitcase on the plane. Like it's not that big a deal. And yes, I agree. But also it's the same price to bring a suitcase on the plane as it is to send it with send my bag. But obviously it gets picked up from your door and then left off to your door. So you don't need to worry about like getting it to the air. Say you're getting a bus or something. Like you don't need to worry about having like a big heavy suitcase on the bus you also don't need to worry about it being overweight once you get to the airport and also sorry this company lets you have up to 30 kg whereas usually suitcases with air airplanes or airlines it's like 20 or 25 kg and so you have a bit of leeway and also they actually don't weigh it so even if it was like 35 kg which I doubt it would be although now that I think about it with all like my makeup and heavy shit maybe it could be but yeah they don't weigh it so like it actually doesn't matter and um, so you don't risk having to pay a fortune just because your bag's a bit overweight so highly recommend the company and you know what I actually also used it when I went to Australia they do worldwide shipping which is amazing it's obviously a little bit more complicated when you're shipping to another country especially like Australia because they've got a lot of rules around I don't know what they allow into the country basically you got to fill out a lot more shit and literally like list every item in the bag and like how much it would cost and stuff it's crazy but I'm pretty sure that's how my mum got some stuff out to me the last time the last time I say the last time is if I frequent Australia yeah highly highly recommend if anyone else is doing the move back from your uni city or the move to your uni city it is an amazing way of getting your shit across at a pretty decent price. Like I'm doing three suitcases, all like the big giant heavy sports direct ones will all probably be like 30 kilograms and it's 22 pound per suitcase. Aside from uni work, this week has just honestly consisted of me packing and doing clear outs, bringing things to charity shops, all that jazz. Oh, I was in Manchester at the weekend, which is so nice. And I swear every time I go to Manchester, I bring the heat with me. The last time I was there, it was like 20 something degrees. This time it was 20 degrees. We were out sunbathing. It was glorious. And we didn't really go into Manchester. We kind of stayed around where my friends live. They had a Eurovision themed party on the Saturday night. Guys, I don't know about anyone else, but I don't know... Like, I'm not in on this Eurovision hype and I never have been. Am I just not surrounded by people that have been into it before? Because this, it just kind of seems like the first time people are making a big deal out of it for me. But also I'm like, okay, maybe this actually is a thing, but my family or friends have never really, you know, been into it. They actually did it so that, because the night before you find out the finalists, don't you? So they kind of did like a thing. It was like bingo where they pulled out the names and then they'd match you to a country. And you had to dress 
in a costume of that country. Some people had really good costumes to be fair and I got German which I actually had decent stuff for like I had a little milkmaid top. I was able to do something that would make it work right but here's the thing with me and fancy dress. I do not like not feeling comfortable in what I'm wearing. I think there's nothing worse than going out and not feeling comfortable in what you're wearing. You're setting yourself up for having a bad night because straight away you don't feel good in yourself. And this is my issue with fancy dress is that I never feel nice. I don't feel comfortable. It's just like I can think of a million other things I'd want to wear. I put on the outfit that was like, you know, what was going to be my Germany themed outfit. And I just looked in the mirror and I felt so shit. And I was like, the fact that I'm going to have to like walk around this house all night speaking to people in an outfit that I don't feel comfortable in I took it off straight away and put on something I wanted to wear and was like okay amazing I feel so good now let's start drinking (laughs) I'm just not a fancy dress gal and some people put in a lot of effort and they looked sick and fair fucks to you if you do fancy dress well but I just don't think it's for me like there's just times I'm like no I just want to put my cargoes on and a nice top and feel good about myself and that be it Some people might listen to that and think I'm being a brat or a bit of a diva. And you know what? Fair enough if you think that. But yeah, that's just, I just have to feel comfortable. I think that's why I don't really wear like bodycon stuff. Things like like the thought of like getting bloated from drinking and just like always being conscious, being in a, no, 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 not for me. Anyway, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting back to Belfast. I can't wait to swim in the sea. I've been craving a good sea swim and I'm having another book club meetup slash sea swim like literally two days after I get back. This is really exciting. So yeah, if you didn't, if you weren't able to make it the last time, you don't need to worry about, you know, if you couldn't come the last time or if you haven't read the book, just come along to this one. It's on, will this be out before it's on? Yeah, it will be. It's on Saturday the 27th of May is when I'm planning on doing it. I'm thinking at like 8am, but that could change. Look out in my Instagram story for it. And the birthday celebrations are going to commence on Saturday. I'm so excited. Basically, my stuff gets picked up from Leeds. Uh, tomorrow which is Friday afternoon and then on Saturday morning I'm getting the train to London it's meant to be 20 degrees and I feel like 20 degrees in London actually feels so hot because of the it's so bad but all the fumes and stuff like it literally feels like 30 so I'm really looking forward to a nice day in the park I want to I've literally not read in so long like my reading has really taken taken a backseat because of uni stuff and I'm really excited to just go to a park and lie there all day and like get a full book read in one day. That is what I need in my life. But yeah, I'm going there on Saturday. The birthday celebrations commence on Saturday with my sister and my friends there. And then I'm staying there until Thursday, which is actually my actual birthday. I'm staying for the podcast show, which is on in London. I'm not gonna lie, I actually don't really know what it is. I think it's some sort of like industry convention almost I think it's like a good networking event I don't know I think maybe some podcasts do like live podcasts and stuff there not 100% sure what to expect but I am going and hopefully it'll be fun then I fly home on my birthday on the Thursday I'm going out to one of my favorite restaurants for a little family dinner which I haven't been to in months and months on the Thursday night and then sea swim on Saturday morning birthday party on Saturday night. What a week, guys. I am excited, if you can't tell. A full week of birthday celebrations. If you thought Leo's were bad, 
Gemini's are up there, I reckon. Oh, Gemini's have such a bad rep. I don't even like saying out loud that I am a Gemini because I feel like everyone just scoils at you when you say it. <laughs> like, I'm not really big into all these um, astrology things, but I find it interesting when other people are and I'm like, okay, tell me about myself or tell me about like who I go well with and all that. I don't like necessarily believe in it. I just kind of find it interesting to hear. But yeah, no one seems to like Gemini's, especially Gemini men, actually. But yeah, I'll be rinsing the birthday for sure. A good two weeks of celebrations, but like a month of making it my birthday month, you know? Like everyone must know it is my birthday month. <laughs> especially now that uni's finished, I'm just going to be like, okay, all attention on me, please, and thank you. Okay, what was my pet and peak of this week? Peak has to be submitting my final things for uni, of course. And my flatmate got me a little bunch of flowers and a vegan chocolate bar. How cute is that? Left them outside my room and said, congrats. And I woke up to it, went to the gym, or like opened my door to walk out to go to the gym. And I just saw it sitting there and I got all emotional. My pet is my current to-do list. <laughs> that is my pet. It's actually intimidatingly long to the point that you actually just don't even want to start doing any of it. But I'm going to get on top of it. I'll be fine. Once I start packing this evening and I get on a bit of a roll, I'll be grand. Right, my words of this week. Someone shared this on their story and I just thought it was really nice. People can only meet you as deeply as they've met themselves. If someone doesn't allow themselves to feel deeply or honour their needs, they likely won't know what to do when presented with you and yours. It's not about you. Okay, let's get into this week's podcast topic. I thought... I would talk a little bit about the upsides, the pros, the benefits, the good things about being single. We've discussed getting over an ex. We've discussed missing an ex. I mean, we've even talked about trying to get to a point where you can even accept it when you didn't necessarily want it to be the outcome. And now I feel like I'm at a place where I've definitely fully accepted it. I can reflect and realize that it was 100% the best thing for both people. Well, for me, anyway. <laughs> I hope he regrets me for the rest of his life. No, I'm actually joking, kind of. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm at a place now where I'm actually fully seeing the other side. Like, I am growing into myself. I'm seeing that the way we were going was just like not going to be good for me and I'm now enjoying the other side I'm enjoying the single life and what it brings to me and I feel like when you first go through a breakup you don't ever think you're gonna say that because people always tell you like your friends are always like oh no like you'll love single life like sometimes it's just what you need and blah 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 and you're like yeah I can't really see that to be honest like all I want to do is be with that person um, and you just can't really get out of that headspace. So the thought of like being happy and being single is kind of like some crazy idea that you don't ever think is going to happen to the point of like not wanting to be in a relationship or and maybe like not even wanting to date, you know, like you get, I this is the thing, I get so like stuck in, I've talked about this before, I talked about this really recently where I get really stuck in whatever I'm doing, like for example, when I'm in Belfast and I get really stuck in the, oh, Belfast is the place for me. Or when I was in Australia and I got stuck in that and I think, oh my God, I'm such, I'm destined to live in Australia. And I think it's like the same thing with this. Like when I'm in a relationship, I'm like, I'm such a relationship person. And when I'm single, I'm like, I am such a single person. Like single suits me. 
I think because I'm not at that point, I thought it would be nice to talk about some of the things that I love that come with being single now. And I also put up on my story a little question box so that you guys could send me in your favorite things about being single. So I'm going to read them all out. Hopefully there's loads of good ones. Okay, first up is not having to think ever about anyone else. Or sorry, that's not really the way I should phrase it because you do have to think about other people. But not always having to think about a particular person from like the second you wake up to the second you go to sleep. Because it sometimes gets to the point where it takes up so much brain capacity that you're actually not even thinking about yourself anymore. Like you're just thinking of, are they okay? Or should I send them this text? Or were they being weird with me last night? Or uh, do I need to apologize for this? Or do I need to confront them about this? Or do I need to send them a have a good day text? Or blah, blah, blah. It's just like, you know, you're always thinking of them, whether it's what they're doing what they're saying, what you're saying to them. I don't know, you're just constantly thinking about the other person and to see to have that space to not constantly think about someone else and to focus on your thoughts and what you're feeling and it not be dependent on anyone. It is very relaxing, I'll tell you that. (laughs) Look, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing to always think about someone else in fact, a lot of the times it is a very nice thing and, you know, to think that you could make someone's day by doing this or that or by saying this or that. So this isn't like a huge negative that if anyone's listening to this and you are in a relationship and you're thinking that's not really a big deal. I know it's not that big of a deal, but it does just free up a lot of mental capacity. You know, you just get that brain space to now think about yourself, which probably sounds quite selfish and it probably is quite selfish, but That's just one of those perks of being single that you get to be selfish. I also think if you were in the right relationship and like a really healthy relationship that was very equal and healthy and, you know, just the right relationship for you, I don't think this would be a negative thing at all because you wouldn't have those worries or those thoughts of were they off with me or, you know, I just think a healthy communicative relationship wouldn't come with those like constant small anxieties because I just think like both people would never make each other like question anything because their ways of communicating wouldn't allow for that does that make sense that's like my goal for the next relationship which isn't gonna happen for a long time I need a long period of being single what's the longest amount of time I've been single let me think it's less than a year I think it's honestly like what eight months that's kind of bad I feel like I need a solid year of being single I mean not that I can't date like I think dating you can do and it's fun but you need to practice like non-attachment dating just dating for the crack not dating for a relationship yeah I need to live the single life for a solid I'm gonna give myself a goal of a year oh no sorry I actually retract that statement I feel like if you give yourself a goal of something like that then you're just gonna like close yourself off and what if you're closing yourself off to the right person just completely scratch that I just said that we're just gonna enjoy single life while it lasts okay it may last for six months it may last for five years who knows okay next thing I absolutely love about being single is that and this is so basic you have so much time to read in your evenings I feel like your days when you're in a relationship compared to when you're single aren't very different. 
your day-to-day activities, you're getting up in the morning, you like your morning routine, your work schedule, all that is the same when you're in a relationship and when you're single. What's different is your evenings and your weekends, obviously, but your evenings being free every day allows you to do so many things and I forgot how nice it is like even though I was doing long distance and only maybe just like talking on FaceTime when I got into bed so it wasn't even like my whole evening it was just literally like half an hour sometimes maybe an hour each evening of that but obviously then when I was home it was like you know a few full evenings a week as in from dinner right to going to bed together And I just love having that time back. I could go to a workout class. I can read a book again. Not that you can't read a book when you're in someone's company, but do you know what I mean? You're not, like, realistically, anytime I, like, got into bed with my ex-boyfriend, I'm only going to read maximum 10 pages. Now I can, like, sit down after my dinner and read, like, 50 pages if I want to. I have done that yet, though. I need to get back in the swing of things with my reading, as I said at the start of the podcast. But that is what I'm going to do, and I'm really excited about it. I also have a bit of a goal for myself this summer because I just think, right, basically I'm kind of treating this summer as like a uni summer even though it's not and I'm not going back to uni in September. I'm kind of like taking it a little bit breezy as if it is a school slash uni summer and then I'll get the head down come September time. And because of that, one of my big, well, sorry, two of my big priorities are going to be moving my body, number one. And this is the plan, is to do two forms of moving my body per day. I'm trying consciously to say moving my body instead of something else that sounds toxic because I don't want it to be like, I want to lose weight and I want to go to the gym three times a day. It's not that at all. I just literally want to get into the habit of like getting up and doing my like morning workout and then having some sort of like evening one as well whether that's literally going on a 15 minute jog or going to a yoga class or going on a walk now that we've got like nice bright evenings um that's like a little goal for me slash priority for over summer is to do two forms of that every day and then also reading and I just feel like being single is allowing for all of those things do you know what I mean This is my issue in relationships is I will too easily sack off my plans because the other person wants to do something. So whereas the other person will be like, no, like if I want to do something, the other person will, this is like a normal way to be, I think. They'll be like, no, I'm doing this from half seven to half eight. Like I've got this class. I'll see you after a half nine. Okay, that's the normal way to respond. But I would just be like, yeah, no, that's fine. I'll just cancel whatever it is I want to do. So I want to see you. I I need to get out of the habit of it. I become too all-consuming, I think, in relationships. And I would like drop anything for the other person. And as good as that is, and as like much as that shows that you are willing to drop anything it's also just not very healthy and means that you end up actually carrying a little bit of resentment because you don't get the things done that you want to do I've really realized that and I find I would like take out my anger because of that on them but it's not their fault it's my fault for not like setting these boundaries and like saying that I'm not gonna meet up when I have something planned for myself does that make sense so yeah this way being single I don't have any room for that I can stick to my shit 
I can do my morning and my evening workouts and read and no one gets angry about anything. Number three. This one (laughs) is a little bit questionable, to be honest. And for some people who are like on more, not permanent, I guess, yeah, more permanent forms of contraception. I, I don't think you can label contraception as permanent but anyway you get where I'm going with this anyone who's on more permanent forms of contraception for example the implant the pill the coil whatever this does not affect because whether you're in a relationship or out of a relationship you're still on those things so if you're one of those people this won't apply to you but my number three is less chance of getting pregnant (laughs) the monthly pregnancy scare is just it's not the one and it's it's the same shit every time. It's like you get the swollen period boobs. Obviously, it's a symptom of your period. But you convince yourself it's because you're pregnant. I do it every month. So yeah, no relationship means less sex, which means less chance of getting pregnant. Number four is getting to be closer with the girlies. As I said before, I can be too all-consuming in a relationship. I am, unfortunately that person no I don't completely isolate my friends I'm not that person that um literally goes into a cocoon when they're in a relationship and you don't hear from until the breakup happens that's not me but of course when you're with someone like you do have date nights and you do have like times where you do just want to sit in with them and stuff and I think having those times or even even the times where you do just want to sit in but like sitting in with friends instead of your boyfriend it's so nice to just like feel close to all your friends and yeah I've just been really feeling all the love and I think also what's good is that because you don't have like that default person that you used to open up to then you go to your friends where you would have went to your boyfriend and I think in that way then you can become closer because you're now you know opening up in ways maybe that you wouldn't have before not that you wouldn't have because you wouldn't have trusted them or anything but more just like they weren't your kind of like default person to go to maybe. Okay, my number five. I've only actually got seven things here and then I'm going to read out your ones. But my number five is having more money to spend on girls' nights out or girls' holidays or on yourself. I don't know, whatever the fuck you want to spend it on. Just having more money. Why do I spend so much money when I'm in a relationship? It's so unnecessary. I'm not even saying that in a way of, oh, I paid for everything because I didn't. Like, you know, everything felt pretty balanced where that was concerned. But I think just in general, you just do spend more money. Like you go out for food more, you go out for drinks more, you'll get takeaways more. Then there's birthday presents, Christmas presents, anniversary things, Valentine's Day. Like you just do end up spending a lot of money, even though you might think at the time, or eat, sorry, even if you are splitting everything, like you wouldn't necessarily be spending that money in the first place anyway if you weren't in the relationship. Do you know what I mean? And sorry, not that those things aren't nice things to do. They very much are. And they are, I would say, not required when you're in a relationship. Obviously, people have different requirements in relationships, but I think it's nice to do those things. But yeah, it just saves up a lot of money that you can spend elsewhere. For example, I'm going on a girls' holiday this year, which I haven't done since I left school and was 18 and we did interrailing. So yeah, 
can't wait for that because I feel like holidays are one of those things like you do kind of end up picking like okay a holiday with my partner or a holiday with my friends it's not often I mean there's some lucky people that can afford to do both it's not often that you do get to do both and yeah I'm just really excited to go on a girl's trip all right number six is the inner peace that you get from being single I forgot what it felt like to have that inner peace and that inner clarity to be honest maybe this is literally the exact same as what I said about not having to always think of someone else I feel like the inner peace maybe comes from that but yeah I don't know sometimes I'm lying in bed at night and I'm just like this is so nice not worrying about how someone was being off with me or how something was perceived or when the next time I'm gonna see them is or how I'm gonna phrase this like how I'm gonna open up to them and how if they'll give me the support that I need and you know if what if I don't get the response that I want just like constant constant thoughts like this and see all of that just being gone wow I feel so zen (laughs) sorry that's a bit of a lie because my brain is in overdrive at the minute as I said I feel I feel zen in this sense But I also feel like my brain doesn't know how to feel completely at ease. So maybe that is actually a big fat lie. Um, yeah. I need to start meditating again. That is what I've learned from this podcast. I always talk about getting back into meditation. Have I taken steps to get back into it? In the... How long have I been talking about? I've been talking about getting back into it since I came back from India. So we're nearly coming to the year mark. Have I got back into it? No. Have I tried to? No. That's a goal for this summer. Then I'll be able to feel fully zen and have that like full inner peace moment. Okay, number seven and my final one on the list before I get into your guys' answers is being able to make travel plans and like think of travel plans in the future and not feel guilty or not feel weird about doing it let me explain I have a lot of places I want to go to I would love to do like a year in Europe I would love to maybe do a year in London I would love I want to go to the Philippines and the Vietnam and the Vietnam (laughs) I want to go to the Philippines and Vietnam come like January February time I also really want to do South America at some point as well anyway I've got all these travel plans in my head obviously nothing really set in stone apart from the Philippines and Vietnam I know I definitely want to go there in January but yeah nothing really set in stone just like want to do all these things and there's something weird about planning these things when you're in a relationship knowing that it could be detrimental to your relationship like it feels it feels wrong sometimes that you want to go and do this potentially at the expense of your relationship like for example last year when I wanted to go to India and do the yoga teacher training like even though it was just a month like it was a month after doing long distance for a year so it was like there was a sense of although this is something I've wanted to do for so long and this is such a good opportunity to get to do it there was also this feeling of but I'm taking a month to go away on my own potentially damaging our relationship and like having to do another month not only just like long distance but like long distance in fucking India like with a completely different time zone and probably like not the best wi-fi and stuff and that's only for a month 
Like, imagine you were making plans to travel for several months. Do you know what I mean? And the other person wasn't included on it. Yeah, I mean, it's great if the other person could be included in it. But nine times out of ten, people's schedules don't match up like that. Like, people can't just drop their jobs at the same time as you. And do you know what I mean? It doesn't always... Yes, there's a lot of couples that will do these things um we'll work these things out uh, so they can do them together and that's great but a lot of the time when you're thinking about doing these things you kind of think of yourself as doing them you don't think of maybe yourself as like moving to Barcelona with someone or whatever it is or for example like my travel plans to go to the Philippines Vietnam in January like I kind of knew I wanted to do that on my own so I think now having the freedom to think and make these plans without that guilt or feeling of should I not do this for myself because it might affect my relationship even though this is something I want to do and then you worry about like will you hold resentment towards them when you're older because you didn't get to do the things that you wanted to do there's just like a lot of layers to it and now I just don't need to worry about that do you know what I had a really good conversation with a girl recently I was I was at a party in London randomly. Who goes to parties these days? I feel like they don't exist anymore, especially in London. It felt like I was back in school. Um, It was also just like full of Belfast people. So it honestly just felt like we were in Belfast. But yeah, I had this conversation with this girl and she has been in like a long, long relationship. Like, fuck, I don't know, seven years, maybe longer than that. The way she was speaking about her relationship and like her attitudes towards them going off and doing whatever because her boyfriend isn't like they I think they just like chop and change between doing long distance and like sometimes one person's away doing having like a job in France for six months and sometimes another one's in Asia for a year I don't they're very just like free-spirited people and always kind of just like following taking the next step and you know following their dreams or whatever so listening to her speak about it and the way they are like so, so trusting, so healthy and so like backing each other in whatever they do and like knowing that at the end of the day they want to be together and they're not going to let like what one person wants to do or the other affect that was like so amazing to hear. I was like, I've literally never heard anyone speak like this in a way where there's like no jealousy coming through, no hint of even being like oh what's the point in being together if we're not going to see each other for this long like none of that it was literally just like we love each other and we know we don't want to be with anyone else so you know if in that time he's going to do a year here and I'm going to do a year there and this is gonna do you know what I mean like she was just like it doesn't matter because like we we know we want to be with each other in the end and I was like wow the level of support like the just the baseline of support that they have for each other to just do whatever they want to do and knowing that they'll still be there no matter what was crazy yeah I don't know where am I going with that I don't know it was just a very eye-opening conversation to the fact that I was like okay this is what I'm looking for in someone I'm not looking for someone that makes me feel like I should feel guilty if I want to go and do these things Okay, anyway, let's move on. Let's read out some of your guys' answers of what your favourite things about being single are. Someone said, not having to avoid wearing certain clothes as you know they don't like them. (gasps) Oh my god, I don't think I've ever done this or been with anyone that 
is like that. Mm, okay, I've been with people that just aren't, just maybe don't get my clothes and that's okay, but they don't make me feel like I shouldn't wear them. They're just almost like laugh, not laugh at them because that sounds bad. Like it wouldn't be laughing in a way where I would feel shit about it. It was more just like laughing at the quirkiness of it. So that doesn't bother me, but if I actually felt like I had to avoid wearing clothes because you knew they didn't like them, that would... I don't think I could do it. I really don't. I have to be able to wear what I want. More time for myself, family, friends, and work. Don't feel restricted. Bed to myself. Get the fuck off me when I'm sleeping. (laughs) Realizing your girlfriends can give you just as much love, if not more, than he did. Watching literally anything on the telly and no one giving out. Being more productive and looking after yourself the way you would for your partner. (laughs) That I can kiss all the men and women I like. Oh my god, here's another one. Someone saying, having no one to tell me that what I can and cannot wear put men in the bin. Is this like a common thing? I've I've never met a man that has done this. Maybe it is a common thing. Not having to mother a man agree yes (laughs) not doing things for men that you know they'd never do for you yet 100% I hate this I strive one day to have a relationship where the little things that you do are reciprocated doing all the lovely things you do for someone else for yourself instead I love this I'm gonna start doing this Doing what you want, when you want, and feeling that the world is your oyster. Full investment of my time and energy into my own development and happiness. The peace going to bed at night knowing that no one is cheating on me and causing me worry. See, I told you. (laughs) Oh, I actually really like this one because I really relate to this. Confidence comes genuinely from yourself rather than relying on a partner to feel it. I would say in general, I am quite a confident person, but I feel like no matter what, even if you are a really confident person, when you're in a relationship, you do kind of fall into a little bit of like relying on their compliments for just like relying on their validation instead of just like feeling that confidence no matter what. Because it's like, even if you do feel confident, you still want to hear it from your partner. And then if you don't hear it, it's like a bit of a kick in the teeth sometimes and then it knocks your confidence even though it shouldn't because they haven't said anything bad, they just haven't said anything. Do you know what I mean? Someone said being emotionally stable, starfishing in bed every night, no drama or your mood depending on theirs. You know that you're doing things for yourself, like not dressing to look a certain way for someone else. Spending so much time with my friends being selfish with my time, can plan holidays, where I want to go, what I want to do, etc. Oh no, someone said, finally having sex again. My ex-boyfriend had erectile dysfunction. God bless you. (laughs) Oh God. Someone else said that their favorite thing about being single is dating, but also the worst thing about being single is dating. And I completely agree with this. I think dating can be so fun. I say that as if I'm like, I've been on loads of dates. I actually haven't at all. I think I've literally been on like three first dates in my life. So I'm not really a serial dater, but I can see how dating would be really fun. But I also can see how it would be like the worst thing ever. 
so many responses from you guys and I'm absolutely loving reading through them all. So many of you saying like it's such a good time for growth and learning, you know, what you actually like and developing as a person and improving your mental health and just honestly like learning yourself better, which is so true. And I'm like really, really excited for this journey. I think, you know, when you first go through a breakup, you're almost a bit scared of that journey and scared of the change and really hesitant to move into it. And now that I'm comfortable in it and I'm at that place, I'm like genuinely excited for this journey and of just like this period of growth and working on me. Oh, we're going to have the best summer ever, guys. You heard it here first. (laughs) Okay, we're going to leave it there for this week. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Don't forget to leave me a little five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it on your Instagram story. Spread the hair for the crack word. As always, thank you so much for your continued love and support. It means the absolute world to me. I will speak to you in next week's episode. Bye.